My name is Ryan Luke Winslade and I am a PK and middle child. I know what it's like to be a misfit, an oddball, a weirdo, but I'm okay with that. If you're like me, you are most certainly welcome. Even if you're not, you'll hopefully enjoy yourself here on Pastor's Middle Kid anyway. We'll talk about stuff and look at things a little differently. Alright, let's get started. Welcome to your favorite podcast run by yours truly, Ryan Luke. That's right, this is Pastor's Middle Kid. Welcome to the show. This week I have my good friends John Dada and Blake Coyle returning, this time to talk about conflict resolution and expectations. Now, please don't set the bar too high because none of us are trained psychologists or counselors or anything like that. So we are all going off our own personal experience and opinion on certain things. This is just a few blokes sitting around having a chat about some stuff that we aren't that well versed in. So give us a little bit of grace and hopefully it will inspire you in some way, maybe make you think. That's kind of what we're all about here on PMK. Have you ever had a Pop-Tart? <laughs> now that sounds like a bit of a weird question, particularly for people that grew up with them. But from what I understand here in Australia, it's not very common to eat Pop-Tarts. But as YWAM Newcastle, we have been donated a bunch from Food Bank or something like that. So we had some Pop-Tarts in this last a little while. And uh, I actually have the taste of one on my lips right now. <laughs> I was eating right before I hit record. It's an apple blast flavor and it actually tastes like an apple muffin bar. If you're an Aussie, you'll know what that means. If you're not, use your imagination. Uh, but don't let it go too crazy. It's not as amazing as it sounds. This week has been really cool. I've had a few different uh, experiences on the School of Communication and Digital Influence. We were talking about intrapersonal and interpersonal communication. That's communicating within ourselves and with other people. So we got to analyze some behaviors and things and it was really interesting. I enjoyed it a lot because I do that type of thing naturally. I also ran the sports team for U Street this week and you'll hear a bit of a story about that in this episode. <laughs> Look forward to that one. It ended up with five children on the ground screaming and crying and they'd all hit their heads in some way, shape or form. It was pretty horrific, but ended up being a really good experience and I'm glad the day happened despite the injuries. And I'm not just saying that because I didn't get injured myself. I believe that we all overcame certain things that day and we all came out of it a little bit better off on the other end uh, after... A bit of frozen pee actions happened on the bruises. But this week I was really, really getting into Adam Young's latest release that came out on May the 1st. And that was The Ascent of Everest. This one is different. There's a bit more electric guitar in it and some moments get pretty heavy. <laughs> and if you know me personally, then you know that I'm a bit of a fan of heavy music. And if you've listened to any of the other episodes, you might have heard some in the uh, in, in between the introduction and the interview. So I 
loved this album. The Ascent of Everest came out on May the 1st. This song is called The Hillary Step, and the song that we'll finish with is The Summit, which is the last song on the album. And I hope that you really enjoy this episode with John Dada and Blair Coyle talking about conflict resolution and expectations. Have fun. PC. Rugby or football. Vans or Converse. Coke or Pepsi. Star Wars or Star Trek. Xbox or PlayStation. Hmm. All these are questions that cause conflict. Today on Passes Middle Kid, we're going to be talking about conflict resolution. I have John Dada and Blair Coyle returning once more to Passes Middle Kid to talk about this touchy subject. And, uh, and have a bit of a discussion about it. So welcome back to the program, lads. It's good to have you, John, after two weeks, and Blair after a few months as well. So mm-hmm. thank you. you for coming back. Conflict resolution is important. Why? Because conflict can either build us up or tear us down yeah. if we work through it, right? Mm. Conflict is a butting of hairs, it's a disagreement, it's yeah. an argument. But how we deal with it is not only a reflection of our character but it can often define our character what are some negative consequences of not resolving conflict broken relationship bitterness anger pride it's you saying that i i don't have to deal with this and it's not important so it's it's devaluing other people yeah i guess it makes us lose respect for people and sometimes even respect for ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Particularly if it's a if it's an issue where someone says that I don't know something harsh about you, like you're not beautiful or you're not smart, something like that, and you try and defend your point, but you have this big blown up argument about it, and then you sweep it under the rug and never address it again. Then you always have that voice in the back of your head saying you're not smart, you're not beautiful, that type of thing. Yeah, I think it's really destructive Mm. to not deal with conflict and there are certain things that spark conflict whether that's just a differing of opinion sometimes even a personality clash Mm. so you might agree on a topic but the way that you talk about it can Mm. get under your skin and tear you up yeah particularly if you're really similar to the person and this this comes in to family situations and having uh, an older brother that you're butting heads with all the time because you're both really stubborn on a particular issue. Yeah. Or, uh, it's, it's exhausting, um, but it's something that we all deal with as human beings. Mm. So, uh, yeah, what are, what are the positive consequences of dealing 
with resolving conflict. Strengthening relationship and and building up and uh, having like a a rapport of honesty and and just the real like raw good relationship going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I make sure I try to understand what the other person is feeling mm-hmm. and. I usually wait until like the heat of the moment is yeah. gone and addre- come back and address it later. Mm-hmm. And um, I, when I address the person, I don't say, you did this yep. and you did this, like accusing them, but you try to frame it as you made me feel this way mm-hmm. and like give them space to try to explain where they're coming from and how that all fits together. Mm-hmm. Uh, me say like, um, for example, something's like, blown up there's a disagreement i usually uh take some space gather my thoughts like have a think about the broader thing um and then come back later share kind of like what blair was saying like when you did this this is how i felt Mm -hmm. um and just really try and listen mainly and then share my thoughts again like oh sweet how how do we how do we get better at this how can Mm -hmm. we move forward together yeah yeah, right. So from both of you, I'm hearing that it's important to not react in the moment. Yep. Um, to not allow the emotional buildup to affect the relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess in when you're in conflict, an important question to ask is why yeah. am I in conflict? Is there a reason that we're getting really angry at each other for accidentally using the other person's placemat or I don't whatever things that we <laughs> argue about as children um they stole my toothbrush <laughs> exactly <laughs> use my toothbrush all these things they they're fairly inconsequential yeah but when when there's something that builds right up to yeah. uh to the moment then it's there's anything that can that can trigger it yeah, because all it takes is like small things over a over a time period, they become big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Saturday at our youth program here, Youth Street, I was leading the sports team, and it was it was fun, but it was one of those days that you get to the end and you you don't wish it never happened, but you are so glad it's over. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So I don't usually lead the sports team, but yeah. Jordan, who does, was away. And he handed the responsibility on to me. So I was uh, playing a few games with with some of the kids, and we had about 15 of them or something like that. So it was a pretty big group, and there were six of us adults. (sighs) They loved playing octopus. They loved just getting out there and running around. We did a version of Stuck in the Mud called Toilet Flush where you have to sit on the, the person that's been tipped's knee and then pretend to flush the toilet and that's how you free them. Um, and we had a lot of fun with those two games. Then we, we had this game plan that was kind of like football or soccer but also kind of done differently and had four balls and two teams and I don't know. It just got really confusing. They didn't really understand it. I didn't really understand what I was trying to get them to play uh, so there was a lot of problems going into this game and the worst part about it was because there were two different balls on the one side of the field we had one kid kick a ball um, towards the goal but another kid was standing in front of him with his back turned 
but he turned at the last second, got hit right in the face by this other kid's kick, and it was really hard, and it was with a pretty solid little ball. So this kid fell on the ground screaming into the dirt, and I was, I felt horrible. Obviously, nobody feels great when they see a child get hit in the face, but it was an accident. He didn't mean it at all. But then this kid that was crying got up and almost launched himself at this other kid that did it. And one of our other staff members had to stand, stand in the way and say, stop, go over there and cool down. Because he didn't mean to do it. This is not, don't react like that. So this kid went over to the side and, and sat down in a tree and one of the staff members went over, tried to talk to him, but he just kept on walking further and further away. He didn't want to address anything. He just wanted time to be alone and to seethe in his anger. So I went over to him eventually and um, told him that I was sorry it happened and he was mumbling and grumbling and I tried to change the topic because obviously he didn't want to address that. He was wearing his his football team's uniform and I said, do you play a game today? And turns out that was a bad question to ask because he said, we lost like 20 nil. And I went, oh man, oh, okay, that makes me feel worse. It looks like there's more happening here than just he got hit in the face. It was an accident. He wants to tear this other kid's throat out. He was saying, we've had a really rough day. Nothing I've done has worked. I got hit in the face three times today. There was so much building up. A uh, bit of a bottle rocket happening. Mm. So... What we had to do was just allow even more time for him to cool off. And at least we knew what was happening. That it wasn't just anger at getting hit in the face. But there was more, more going on. And that's, that's what often happens with conflict, right? We have a lot of things happening under the surface... And then there's a trigger, mm. and that trigger could be anything. That emotional explosion happens because, not always because of the thing that triggers it. Yeah, I'm kind of getting a picture of like you, like every small thing is like a little rock being piled up and before you know it you've got this mountain and then that one trigger is like somebody taking one rock from the bottom and mm. then they all tumble down yeah yeah and it's like you, you can't stop it from tumbling but mm. you can stop it by taking rocks from the top and that's dealing with the mm. the issues mm -hmm. and then if it does happen then it's only like a very small thing that happens rather than a big overpowering like oh my gosh I just got crushed <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah now John you said something earlier that I thought was really interesting when you said you made me feel like this once you've had time to yeah to think about it uh, this week on the school of communication we we were talking about interpersonal communication mm. and so this issue of conflict resolution came up and we talked about two different types of statements yeah. you statements and I statements mm. Uh, and so the you statements were things like you always do this yeah. or you never let me fill in the blank mm -hmm. um, these things that are putting the blame on the other yeah. person and in the heat of the moment that's kind of what we default to yeah. mm -hmm. um, however if you change that around yeah. and you use I statements saying things like when you say this yeah it makes me feel like this. Mm -hmm. You are taking responsibility for your own response yeah. rather than putting it all on them. 
Um, so you're you're beginning to address it from the inside, yeah. Rather than, yeah, I guess dealing with the plank in your own eye mm. before trying to tear at the splinter in your your brother's eye. Yeah, Ryan. Like what you're sharing, it it opens it up for a two way conversation rather than just you getting out what you're feeling like and then giving it to the other person it's mm-hmm. a this is how i'm feeling i want you to i want to let you know so i can understand you mm-hmm. you can understand me and then let's move forward mm-hmm. which is it's it's the right way to do it rather than blaming them for example like uh if somebody's like uh sworn at you or something like that mm-hmm. it's like when you swore when you swore at me this is how i feel this is what it's doing mm-hmm. i just want you to let let you know that mm-hmm. it's doing this to me kind of a thing mm-hmm. and then then that puts the plan of action back on them yeah and they can choose to keep doing that yeah if they want to disrespect you yeah or they can actually choose to seek your well-being yeah yeah choose to love their neighbor as as they love themselves and there are a couple of scriptures that, that come to mind with all this and uh, the first one is where Jesus says out of an overflow of the heart the mouth speaks mm-hmm. And if you have all this stuff happening inside of your heart, then what you say will be a reflection of that. Yeah. All these these bottled up feelings. It's all going to come out one way or another. Um, and also, don't let the sun go down in your anger. Yeah. And obviously, that doesn't mean get everything done by six o'clock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but don't leave things unresolved. Yeah. Or at least get to the point where you say, I am not angry. There is still a disagreement. We are going to sort this yeah. out. We are committed to sorting this out. We've addressed it. Exactly. Yeah. We we are at least beginning to address it. Yeah. We are committed to getting through this. Yeah. I think generally there's um, like a dichotomy between the way I know I should react and the mm. way that I generally do react. Yeah. So a lot of the time I just become like a bit of a, a doormat and just sort of like smile and nod when someone's like Mm -hmm. uh, putting me down or that sort of thing yeah so like I realize that I should probably assert myself a little bit more Mm -hmm. and just find that balance of of not attacking them back um but try to get into that space of having that collaborative cooperative sort Mm -hmm. of um journey of of trying to uh, bring reconciliation Mm -hmm. it's something to know what to do ahead of time mm-hmm. it's another thing to act on it in yeah. the moment yeah and I think what what this comes down to is our fight or flight instinct yeah some people are all about whipping out their swords and going for it uh, and other people are more of a I'm gonna sit this one out guys I have some members of my family that address conflict as it happens or in conflict situations power on through and butt heads and they're stubborn and I definitely get some of that uh, I do naturally flee from conflict though I want to avoid it and keep the peace by not addressing it or when there's a disagreement fine you can believe that if you want I'm just gonna go over here and not bring it up again and uh, there's a bit of fight and flight in, in all of us mm-hmm. um, and it usually comes out a little stronger one way or the other it, it comes down to assuming the best in one another. Because uh, if you think that this person, like, they love me, like, I love them, if you're, 
you're wanting the best in each other, then it's going to work out, even though it's may not be bump, it may not be smooth, uh, yeah. might be bumpy. Um, but if you have that in mind, then um, it's it's going to be good. Um, bringing things to light, this is how I feel, that kind of all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously there is a time and a place for yeah for bringing things up, and sometimes it's important to not do it in the presence of yeah. certain people putting things out of sight out of mind yeah will always come back to bite you oh yeah um sweeping things un- under the rug will trip you up but ultimately in seeking reconciliation love does keep no record of wrongs yeah very true yeah assuming the best for people yeah. and believing that even though they may have hurt you last time instead of getting hysterical or historical next time you're in a conflict yep. you believe that they actually want what's best for you yeah. and you trust them mm-hmm. to live up to a higher standard than they did last time yeah because it, it comes down to whether or not you value this person mm-hmm. and if you if you don't not resolving the conflict is sharing that by your actions yeah uh, and that that speaks echoes and yelling um, but if you if you value the person then you'll do whatever it takes to resolve it and mm. because after conflict you've grown together that's how you strengthen a relationship getting through the the hard stuff mm-hmm. so you can enjoy the great stuff yeah and this brings us to our next and final topic here on on this episode of pmk and that is expectations and we can have unhealthy expectations and that can be what leads to conflict mm. or unmet expectations i should say I mean, I guess everyone has their moments, you know, everyone, uh, you just got to be able to see the value in people, um, even when they're kind of not at their best and, mm-hmm. and just see that constantly through it. Yeah. Because sometimes you can have the expectation that people are always this amazing, perfect person, but then you like, so it can be like super surprised when they're not. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, who is this mm. evil person? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk a bit about what the implications of having expectations in relationships right. yeah. are. Gotcha. Both positive and negative. Mm. Uh, positive ones is wanting to see somebody, like, for example, I'm living with my dad right now and job hunting and it's not mm-hmm. the easiest thing. And so yeah. my dad has expectations on me that I'm going to do everything I can to find a job. Having expectations can either push people to to further yeah. improve in certain areas, as long as those expectations are communicated. Yeah. Um, but then if these expectations are unset, there's there's definitely potential for, um, for some conflict resolution yeah. there, um, and to seek reconciliation through that. Absolutely. And, uh, stated expectations. Yeah. Having awareness of oh this person expects this from me mm-hmm. like if you were renting then your landlord would expect you to pay yeah mm-hmm. and and yeah and that type of thing that's obviously contractual yeah, they say yeah. every week or every two yeah. weeks you will have this much paid there could be a little bit of grace but only if there are certain circumstances yeah. that prevent you from paying it in on time however if that's not stated up front and they come to you at the end of the week and say, where's, where's your rent? Yeah. Then you're squirming in your seat 
saying I didn't know that you wanted it at that time so I was going to pay it in next week uh, so clear communication mm -hmm. of the expectations yeah yeah um, really important Blair has there ever been a time where you've had uh, either a parent or an authority or something that has stated to you clearly this is what I expect of you and that you have been able to meet those expectations because you knew what was expected yeah I'd say so um, sometimes it took some pushing you know like yeah. when uh, I wanted to just like have a summer at home and be unemployed and just go hiking in the mountains all the time yeah. mom was like Canada, no yeah. Blair you need to get a job I was like mm -hmm. I had protested and protested but you know yeah. and then <laughs> I finally got a job and I realized that I, need, I did need a job mm. and uh I guess I met my mother's expectation, expectations in that mm -hmm. situation yeah. and things started moving along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's good. And that's, yeah. that's a healthy expectation. Yeah. Then there's the other side of that spectrum. That's the unhealthy expectations. You could, for some stupid reason, expect this country singer to come up with the best dubstep album you've ever heard. And they don't because that's not who they are. And obviously that was a silly example, but they... We've seen that in, in families with people that are really good at one certain thing being expected to be as good in another area, and they're not. Yeah. Um, and it's like um, that empowering versus like trying to control the yeah. person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you can't, you can't always expect everyone to be the best at everything but yeah. you can expect them to be their best. Mm. And that Absolutely. comes back to what you were saying, John, yeah. about believing the best for people. Do you reckon it has to do something with like wanting to see them be their best at their pace rather than what you, what your pace may be kind of thing mm. or what, mm. what you think their capacity is. Mm -hmm. It's like letting, giving them the freedom to be, be them. Yeah. And that, that gets really tricky too, yeah. because we're all different. And yeah we're all differently paced absolutely so being able to empathize to that degree where you understand their capacity yeah it's at, hard at their rate it's it's very hard yeah so most of this is hypothetical but I think it's really important to stake uh, clear expectations up front and to say I really want you to do well in this area and I understand that you are different to me um and you hear all the time of, uh, particularly in movies, I think inspirational movies where the parents want them to go off to college and to get this degree, and then I'm gonna join YWAM. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm living it. Um, yes, no, that that type of thing. Or I'm gonna go off and I'm gonna start yeah. this band, and cross my fingers and hope it works out. And and that type of thing where the parents expect one thing but you're completely differently wired to them and so you go off and do this other thing and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and I, I don't know expectations in relationships are, are tricky yeah and everyone is different so that means expectations for everyone should be different yeah but it's more important to not have low expectations but to dialogue about it talk yeah. about it be on the same page mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are you good at this no you're not okay so what can I expect in you in this area helping 
the person who has expectations to set them. Yeah. I think from our own perspective, saying, I am good at this, so you should be able to expect me to do this in this area. Okay. I think having the humility to be able to state your ability. Yeah. And communicate effectively what is healthy and what is not. Mm-hmm. So that's that's expectations within relationships. Then there's expectations with things. And I think most particularly about video games and movies. Movies, yeah. And uh, Blair, what did you think about the latest Star Wars movie? Personally, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I saw it twice. Cool. Cool. What, what were your expectations going into it? Um... My expectations that it was, is that it was going to be good because J.J. Abrams did a really good job on the Star Trek films. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was promising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. you went in with pretty high expectations mm-hmm. and they were met? Yes. Were they exceeded? I wouldn't say they were exceeded. Okay. But they were met. Okay, that's good. And then, uh, yeah, I went in with reasonably high expectations. I was just super excited and I ate up everything that Star Wars related, but... Um, my expectations were met. I don't think they were exceeded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, what about you? I went in with, like, say, my expectations from 0 to 10. I came in with, like, an average because I knew it was going to be good, so I set them below what I was expecting. Mm. Um, and then they, because of that, I think it exceeded that, which I was quite happy with. Yeah. So I purposely lowered the expectations of what I thought it would be mm-hmm. so that it would be more. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I, I have a friend who uh, is a very, very big Star Wars fan. And they were really looking forward to Episode 7. And there was a whole bunch of hype and they were they were keen to see it. They watched it and they said, to be honest, I think it was a little bit too much like Episode 4. So... I didn't like it. A lot of people have said that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's probably because they were expecting something new. Yeah. They were expecting something yeah. fresh. Uh, they were also expecting that it, there was going to have some rehashed moments from the original trilogy, but the fact that it was just that much more uh, of a parallel to episode four than they were expecting meant that it was kind of trashy for them. And it makes me a little bit sad because this person really loved Star Wars and now this new trilogy started on a pretty low note for them. And, I don't know, then there are some other movies like Zootopia where I went in thinking, this is probably going to be good. It's Disney Pixar and I'm a big Disney Pixar fan. Watched it and was blown away. Really? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So it... In my opinion, it was really yeah, good. I've heard it's good. Yeah, and so hearing that something's good is okay. Yeah. But if someone says, "Oh, you need to watch out for this moment in the yeah. film," and no. giving give you an unhealthy <laughs> right. um, outlook on what's yeah. what's ahead, yeah, uh, it's like reading a book and then expecting the movie to be exactly like it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 do that. Yeah. Don't go in with the expectation that a book is going to be translated perfectly onto yeah. a movie screen because it's a different medium altogether. So there are these different standards that we set on things that can be healthy and can not be healthy. Yeah. There are less consequences, I think, with 
things. Mm. If we're looking forward to the next Zelda video game and it comes out and it's not that great, then <laughs> ouch. Okay, fine. I'll wait around for the next one because I have a couple under my belt that I think were great. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll expect better things next time. But with relationships, it's important yeah. to seek that reconciliation, yeah. to seek that Absolutely. conflict resolution um, if your expectations haven't been met. Overall, not to keep a record of wrongs yep. and to believe the best from people. Yeah. And always have the mentality that like tomorrow is another day. Mm. So let's let's focus on like today, do what we can. Then there's always always tomorrow. Let's mm. give it another go. Yeah. Well, thanks, John and Blair, for joining Passes Middle Kid today. I feel like it's been it's been a little more of a uh, heavy episode, but hopefully listeners at home or in the car or at work wherever they're listening to this will have got something out of it um thank you so much for joining it's it's been a pleasure to have you back thanks for having me yeah thanks you're welcome as always pastors middle kid is on facebook.com forward slash pastors middle kid twitter at pmk podcast patreon.com forward slash pastors middle kid if you want to contribute a few dollars towards this every month um and also, ryan.luke.winslade.gmail.com for any feedback if you want. Um, sweet. Well, thank you so much for listening today. It's been great having you tune in. And until next time, I have no sign-off. Bye. Bye. <laughs>